When Rasulullah came into Medina, it was the beginning of a new establishment, the beginning of an Islamic state, the beginning of an Islamic community. And Rasulullah he laid down the foundation of what a Muslim community needs to be like. And the very first thing that he mentioned was Afshu salam wa at'imu ta'am wa arham wa sallu that four things, three or three things that we have to do. Number one is Afshu Salam. Afshu Salam is means that spread the salam. It does not only mean and it's not only limited to saying Assalamu Alaikum. It means that a Muslim is a representation of peace. That means that wherever they go, they will always try to spread peace amongst others. If they find people fighting, they'll try to step in to bring peace and reconciliation between two parties. A Muslim a manifestation of happiness and people getting along. This is what the Prophet ﷺ, he meant. And then he says, Feed people who are hungry, those who are in need, be there to aid them, be there to assist them. And then he says, And be in the business of bringing people together and, and establishing relationships and so forth. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he says, That enter into Jannah with Salam. And this is beautifully a hadith narrated by Abdullah ibn Salam. The hadith begins with Salam. It ends with Salam. This is a hadith known as As Salam. It is a hadith about peace. Now, interestingly, we find that in Medina, just like in Mecca, you had the opposition. In Medina, you had a different type of opposition. The opposition to Rasulullah in the Meccan era were none other than the, uh, the Mushrikun, the Quraysh. And in Medina, it was primarily the Munafiqun and the Jewish community. However, the Jewish community, because they violated the terms of their agreement between Rasulullah and the Jewish community, there were certain terms of the agreement. And if you would breach that, if you committed treason, then you are to be, uh, you are to be exiled. And that's exactly what happened. But we find that the Munafiqun still played a very strong presence in Medina for a very long time. One of the things that we find about the trait of a munafiq, we find these people in Medina, is that they were the complete opposite of peace. When the Prophet says spread peace, there were people who were the ones spreading the complete opposite. They were spreading lies. They were spreading treachery. They were the ones who were spreading hate amongst each other. And today, inshallah, I just want to quickly remind that in the battle, or in there was a, a ghazwa known as ghazwa muraysir, or ghazwa, some um, um, experts of Sira, they refer to as the ghazwa of Bani al-Mustaliq. But it was an expedition where the Rasulullah he went with his sahaba radiyallahu anhum, and while he was returning, there was an incident between a muhajir and ansar. And at that time, because the muhajir and the ansar, they got into a small, you know, a small issue between each other. What happened was that Abdullah bin Ubay, and one second, you have to think about this. Abdullah bin Ubay, even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared him clearly as a munafiq, he is there with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is something that we have to understand. That first of all, you and I, we are not in the position to label anyone as a munafiq.
Okay, that's something we have to all understand. We often go around in the community, he's a munafiq, he's a munafiq, he's a munafiq. Wallahi, none of us are in a position to label anyone as a munafiq. We might see someone with munafiq characteristics, with hypocrisy characteristics, but at the end of the day, you and I are not in that position. Yes, we mention, we, we see these ahadith where the, um, the Prophet talks about the signs of the munafiqun. We read the Quran about the signs of the munafiqun so that we can gauge ourselves, not so we can judge others. So the one thing is that people often say, well, this person, he has, you know, hypocritic uh, characteristics. Why is he part of the community? Once again, only Allah knows. But even if a person is like that, just like Abdullah bin Ubay, he was always around Rasulullah wasallam. The Prophet did not say that you are a munafiq, you stay away. Although remember, this expedition happened after the Battle of Uhud. And in Battle of Uhud, if you remember what happened, they were on their way to the, the venue of Uhud. And Abdullah bin Ubay, he and his people, the munafiqun, they backtracked halfway on the way to, Medi uh, to Uhud. They backtracked and they went back to Medina. They already left Rasulullah hanging. Rasulullah has already been bitten by the fitna of Abdullah bin Ubay. But yet he's not stopping him from being part of the community. So nonetheless, Abdullah bin Ubay saw an opening. The a way to bring friction between the Muhajir and the Ansar. And at that time he went and he filled the ear of the Ansar and he began to tell him that you need to call your Ansari companions these people, the Muhajirun, they have come from outside. They're taking your resources. They're taking over your city. And what Abdullah bin Ubay wanted in all this is that he wanted the spotlight. He wanted, he wanted to be the spotlight. He wanted to be the center of attention. He realized that the only way that Rasulullah had assumed a position of leadership that was supposed to be for him. And he saw Rasulullah as a threat. And that's why he realized that the only way I can gain any type of leadership is by causing problems amongst the people. And so at that time, he tried to cause a friction amongst the Muslims and amongst the Muhajir and the Ansar and Rasulullah he found out about this and he came and he was extremely upset and he said that this is your state while I'm within you this is your state what's going to happen after that and once again Rasulullah he established the kith and kin and the relationship between the Muhajir and the Ansar and what we see from this and what we learn from this is that when you have a big community, when you have a lot of families in one community and one part of one masjid, then there's always going to be issues here and there. But we have to always talk about the importance of unity. We have to always talk about the importance of staying connected with each other. Then, after that, we know what happens after that. That the incident of Aisha, the story of, of ifk that takes place, which is highlighted in Surah Al-Nur, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions that there was a slander that took place against Aisha radiallahu anha and who was the front who was at front and center of that slander it was once again the munafiqun when Abdullah bin Ubay is in Medina and he sees Safwan ibn Mu'attal radiallahu anha he's walking into Medina with the reins of the camel in his hands and who's sitting on that camel it is none other than our mother Aisha radiallahu anha sitting on that camel and again he tried to spread a rumor and a, uh, cause a fitna in 
in Medina, which caused immense amount of pain to the Prophet ﷺ, which caused immense amount of agony to the entire Muslim community. And then later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and believe it or not, this was a situation this was a situation that no one knew exactly what happened. Even Rasulullah had no idea what happened. And then later on, Allah is the one who exonerated and proved the innocence of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. And that is when Aisha radiallahu anha, when she found out that Allah has exonerated her, she fell into sajda in prostration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why do I mention these two things? Because once again, brothers and sisters, one of the traits of the munafiqun is that they like to spread they like to spread corruption and they like to cause chaos not only in the community but within families also the the incident between the muhajid and ansar is an example of spreading chaos within a community the story of Aisha radiallahu anha is an example of how they would try to cause fitna between a husband and wife. This happens so often. How many times within families there's going to be one or two people and they're looking for attention. That's it. That's all they're looking for. For the sake of gaining attention, they will cause friction between uh, brothers and sisters. They will cause friction between parents and children. They will cause friction between a husband and wife. And they gloat at that and they marvel at that because they feel that if I am the one who's causing the corruption, then you will come to me and I will be the hero and I will save your marriage also. And I will bring re and I'll reconcile between you too. So this is the biggest problem that we find amongst the munafiqun. Brothers and sisters, we have to always understand that a Muslim is a representation of peace. A Muslim is a representation of bringing people together, to keeping people together. When we hear every single, how, how often we hear, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullah haqqa tuqati wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun wa atasimu bihabalillahi jami'an wa la tafarraqu. Hold on to the robe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not become dispersed. This is something that we find very important. And if we are in families and we are causing those kind of troubles, one is to that you stay quiet quiet. Often when there's conflicts in families, there's going to be some who are trying to bring peace. There are some who are quiet and there are some who are always trying to stir the pot. We don't, of course, want to be part of that group who stays who's going to stir the pot. Of course, those are, that is a, tra a trait and a characteristic of uh, nifaq and hypocrisy. The ones who stay quiet. Let me say one thing here about this. If you stay quiet because I don't want to stir the pot, or I don't want to be on anyone's side, you have already taken a side. That's the reality. You have taken a side. You have taken a side to stay quiet and be on that side. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how often we, he we hear this hadith also. مَنْ رَآ مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا فَيُغَيِّرُهُ بِيَدِي فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْطِعْ فَبِلِسَانِي فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْطِعْ فَبِقَلْبِي وَذَلِكَ أَضْعَفُ الْإِيمَانِ When you see something, you handle it the right way, but you have to speak up against what is wrong. If you sit there and you see the wrong and you decide to stay quiet, you have taken a side. That's number one important to understand. And the last thing I will say is this. We often see also a situation, a scenario being played out that when someone comes forward and says, well, you know what? I have a complaint. I have a complaint against, for example, the leader of the, of the family, the leader of the community, leader of a society and so forth. And once again, the imam is not only the leader of the community. There are many different people who are in a, who are in a capacity of leadership. So one may say that, well, I have a complaint against them. 
and I've seen this often, someone will say that don't ask a question, you're spreading fitna. That's what they will say. You're spreading fitna by asking the question. Asking a question is not spreading fitna. You might ask a question. If you're asking the question for the right reason, because you feel that some injustice has taken place, then you can ask the question and you are entitled to that question and you have a right to that question, especially when you're asking someone who is in a position of leadership. You have a full right to ask. But if your intention of asking that question is, once again, to stir the pot, to cause fitna amongst others, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows our intention. So there's nothing wrong in asking a question as long as it is done with the right, uh, with the right intention. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to always make us from amongst those who bring people together, who reconcile between people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring aman in our life, bring salam in our life, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a source of salam amongst others. Amin Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم